What's up, everyone? It's 9 o'clock on a Monday, which means we are back with another episode of Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Egan Shankleton. And I'm your co-host, Riley Zepp. And for the next hour, we will be talking all things sports here on the plains and around the globe. And, of course, our picks for the week. I hope you all enjoy the show, and let's get right into it. All right, we're back. We are back. It's currently January 31st, and our I looked at it on Spotify. Our last episode that we published was November 21st. Well, so that's a very long time. It's over a month. Yeah. Two and a half months almost. It was just, I mean, we had finals. I don't even know. What did we talk about in our last show? Was that, what even huh? happened? I don't know. I was. I know that it was a couple of weeks after the World Series had happened. Actually, I could probably look at it right yeah, now. Yeah, let me just let's check. What was the last thing we talked about? We didn't get to do like a going away episode because uh, we had finals and we couldn't do it. Our last episode that we talked about was we just talked about Thanksgiving, life, football, and more. Was it? I think it was that episode that we didn't really Scott. We didn't really talk about very much sports. Probably. We just talked about, like, what we were doing. Yeah, I guess that would be our, our sending. I know that was there. kind of a – I don't know if it was a dead time in sports, but NFL was, like, middle of the year. Yeah. NBA was just getting started. I guess college football is coming to an end. Yeah, uh, we probably did, like, an Iron Bowl preview or something like that. Yeah. A lot has changed in – A lot has changed in, in the month. two and a half months that we've been gone. Yeah, almost three. December was a big month. January, also a big month. So what we're going to do, uh, basically, for this first segment, first 15 minutes, we're going to do, like, a recap of football over the break. Just um, sports, really, in general. like Sports in general, but mainly football, mainly football has been going on over the break. Um, I guess there was a couple big fights in, like, the UFC boxing world. Yeah, I haven't really been keeping up with the— Didn't like, Jake Paul fight? Oh, yeah, he knocked out uh, Woodley. Yeah, he knocked out Woodley uh, for a second time. And that one, he actually slept him. Yeah. Which was surprising, which also, since opened up the door for the talks of uh, Tyrell Woodley, got knocked out on purpose. Which, I don't know, it would take some big cojones to go in there and just take one to the jaw and get slept. It would also take a lot of money. Which... Does he need it though? Four time UFC champion defended his belt four times. Dude, I also figured out that the UFC doesn't pay their fighters anything. Yeah. Compared to what they make. Dana White and whoever hasn't is owns the UFC has investment in is making a ton of money. Yeah. I saw somewhere they don't pay their the fighters only get like eighteen to twenty percent of the UFC revenue. Yeah, it used to be different back when you could have your own sponsorships and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they made a lot of money. Are they not allowed to have their own sponsorships now? They weren't allowed to promote them kind of on fight day. You remember how, like, I remember. Because I, don't, I didn't, didn't get into the UFC until probably, like, when I got into the UFC, it was, the first fight I watched was the Tyre, was actually a Tyre Woodley fight, and it, he was, Either winning the belt or retaining the belt, so that's kind of when which, I. Which one was it? Cause I. He was wearing blue shorts. I remember that. Uh, was it Wonder Boy? 
I think it might have been one or boy. Was it two oh five? Uh was it Connor beating? I don't know, Alvarez? but the first one I watched was I really don't remember that well. All I remember was Woodley was wearing blue shorts and I was watching it in Denver, Colorado. Interesting. I got into it kind of at the end of before Reebok. Reebok completely changed the UFC and they're not even Reebok anymore, I don't think. Yeah, no, it's Venom. Yeah. Um back back in the day. This it's crazy though. This is Back in the day when the UFC nine had like years ago. literally no dude, remember when the UFC had no rules? Pretty yeah. much. Well, that was like before our time. Yeah, that was before we were born where you could do anything. Yeah. And that was like Gracie's were running it. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers, which times really haven't changed. Wrestling has been yeah, that's what the ha- dominant martial art. Yeah, well it was like I for, what happened was at the beginning of the it was like a lot of boxers and kickboxers and people do karate and stuff, and then apparently like the Gracies and the jiu-jitsu and the wrestler guys came into the UFC and just started wrecking people. Yeah, which is pretty cool as a former wrestler. But uh, you could have, like, Anderson Silva had a Nike deal. John Bones Jones had a Nike deal. Yeah, because I remember they had, they had uh, they came out with some John Bones shoes. I don't remember that. But they, He didn't get I his own remember. actual shoe. It was, like, just a regular Nike shoe, but, you know, like the John Jones, like, colorway. Yeah, and they had, like... Bones Jones nose. You remember that? Yeah. Those t-shirts, like, it's like the Bo nose thing, but it's like KD. So wh- like, why did that make Dana White mad? Why doesn't he want? Why did he take that away? Um, I don't think. I think they thought that. Well, the UFC made a lot of money with just being exclusive to Reebok, but the fighters uh, made Reebok was like, hey, nothing. we don't want. Oh, the fighters made nothing. Pretty much, they like they were making was six it, fig. Was six it Reebok fig. just being like, "Hey, we don't want them to wear other brands." Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And the UFC had to enforce it because it was part of the contract. Yeah. Of Reebok outfitting the UFC, which is kind of uh, a a U.S. sports issue. No one wears Reebok anyway, so why what, is Reebok telling yeah. you what to do? Like, uh, imagine if in professional sports in America, your organization can wear any brand they want like in in european soccer yeah i was just about to say at soccer i think you can just wear whatever cleats you want right uh well yes you can have your own cleat deals but also like the jerseys and stuff like all, all the teams in the premier league aren't nike like the nfl all the all the jerseys yeah. are nike all literally all the apparel is nike or like fanatics which has a deal yeah. with the nfl as well NBA, everything's Nike. MLS, everything's Adidas. Everything MLB's now Nike exclusive. So it's like I, I, and the UFC kind of hopped on that train. But I think it's I think it would be cool like if the, let's say the Browns were a Jordan brand, or the Patriots were Under Armour, something like that. You know, Browns would probably be like, Fubu, some <laughs> dumb. Uh, we'd probably be Reebok. like Reebok. Yeah, we'd be the re- yeah we'd be sponsored by Reebok. Yeah, um, we all go out there in stupid Reebok cleats and stink again. That's coming up in the show, by the way. Browns are bad again. I texted Egan. Egan, we're talking about it. Like the Browns are probably gonna brown again. Probably gonna brown again. And it's not Baker's fault. Man, mainly I don't know. See, the thing is, me and Egan were talking about this. Fifty percent Baker's fault. I think it was their GM leaving's fault. Well, dude, I just like what was his name? He was like the architect for rebuilding teams. I like our new GM though. I just like I don't know. We could have 
just literally the other good young quarterbacks in the league are so good that even if Baker Mayfield was pretty good, he'd still like Josh Allen's better than Baker Mayfield on his Baker Mayfield on his best day and Josh Allen on his best day. Josh Allen is eating his lunch all day. Yeah, Baker needs to go to like well, Baker has one more year in Cleveland. I Joe Burrow against Baker Mayfield, both on their best day. Joe Burrow's taking him like all day. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, I think, is better. Mahomes is better. Like, we just got – we have a young quarterback who's pretty good, but of all the young quarterbacks, we have the worst one. What's good for Baker is that he's tough. He he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's pretty accurate. I think he's got a, I think he's got a pretty strong arm, but Compared, not, when he, not when he has to wear a sinking arm brace on his left shoulder all year. Yeah, that and, like, I mean, the AFC quarterbacks just – it seems like – they, they all get, have str- like the strongest songs we've ever seen. They all just get beat on too. Yeah, I mean the AFC is definitely like the offensive powerhouse conference. Dude, it's it's gonna be so hard. Like for the next five years, you got to deal with Josh Allen. Dude, it could you be 10, deal with fifteen. Yeah, 20 years. Be, for the next ten years, you got to deal with Josh Allen. You got to deal with Lamar Jackson. You got to deal with Mahomes, Burrow. The Steelers, I feel like, are just never going to be bad. Even whoever they put at quarterback, I feel like they're going to always win, like, at least seven games. It's kind of like the 49ers. Like, I mean, the 49ers did miss the playoffs last year. But I was just – the 49ers, to me, like, if you just do your – well, that's really all football is, just doing your job. But, like, at quarterback, like, Jimmy G, I think he's a lot better than a lot of people say. But he just has to do his job. And I yeah, think he I was did. surprised when they were like, this is probably Jimmy G's last game. Yesterday, it's just because of how big his deal is. Uh, so they're so is his deal up, or are they gonna trade him? No, they're gonna cut him probably, so they don't have uh, to pay his deal. The Jimmy G should get a starting job after that. Like Jimmy G could play for really any. I don't know if I would take Jimmy G over Baker. I might. They're pretty comparable. I saw someone compare Baker's career, like the way it's going, to Drew Brees. Drew Brees had a lot of injuries early, had a big shoulder injury early. Baker's kind of undersized. Drew Brees was undersized. Yeah, Baker Mayfield had, like, I think it was, like, either the last game or second and last game we played against the Steelers just had, like, four balls batted down. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. Baker's more mobile than Drew, but that's just, like, today's game. Yeah. Drew didn't really need to be mobile. Yeah, and he's, yeah. Um, He's Did he just, like... I think he's fine. I don't know. Baker's camp says it's our play calling. No, I think the ba- play calling's perfect for what Baker needs yeah, to be. Yeah, but under. Baker Mayfield's camp says that uh so that's concerning. The reason that they were bad is cuz of the play it's cuz of play calling. That's concerning. And another like Drew Brees Baker comparison. No, it's like the reason we were bad is cuz you threw four picks against the Packers so we only lost by two. Yeah. Meaning we would have easily won that game if you don't throw four picks. I think Baker, like, if Baker and Jimmy G got traded, that would be interesting. How, like, Dude, I would give up so much for Russell Wilson on the Browns. No. Yes. I don't. I think he has two or three years left in him. I would take those two. Because those two or three years would be Super Bowl years. Potentially. I mean, Dude, you can't, I think you can't easily, say that. I mean, like, we have a good defense. We have good O-line. Two of the best running backs in the league. If we had Russell Wilson, that'd be such a game changer. Because I don't think, like, dude, I think we would just be so good with Russell Wilson. Because he would just 
cut like do all the good things that Baker Mayfield's doing now, and then just cut out all the bad mistakes that Baker Mayfield makes. Where you're like, whoa, what is he doing? Yeah, I think Russell Wilson doesn't do that. Well, you still got one more year left to Baker, unless we trade him. Here we'll give we'll give the Seahawks thirteen this year. Our first next, our first and second next year in Baker for Russ. That see that that would be. I don't think that's a good trade for both sides, really. I think that. It would be horrible for the Seahawks because the Seahawks roster is really bad and Baker Mayfield would have no help there. So the Seahawks would be horrible, I feel like. Yeah. And then I feel like our pick, the pick next year would be like 25, 26 and up, honestly. Hopefully it'd be the 32nd pick or the 31st. But I think it would just not be that – I think that it would – well, I just – Brown's been so bad for so long, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Let's just do it. Y'all got to the playoffs recently. Last year, yeah. I just – that wouldn't really – We did win a game sense. last year, which is pretty cool because we beat the Steelers. Yeah. And then we lost to Chad Henney and the Chiefs. Yeah, that was a really good game. Though. That was oh. – That was Romo's screaming game. That was hard to stomach being fourth and five, Chad Henney beating you. <laughs> yep. Um – this was supposed to be a recap segment. Uh, let's see. Uh, Georgia won the national championship. Georgia beat Alabama. Not really. Uh, don't really. We're, we're not fans of either of the two teams. Uh, so good for Georgia. I don't think it means anything. Uh, I think that both the teams are going to go back to being probably top three next year. <laughs> Do you think Bama is like a lock to win it next year? Is Bryce Young staying? Bryce Young's coming back. Will Anderson, who I think was the best player in the nation last year, is coming back. What do you what do he play? Defense? Yeah. Um I don't know if they're a lock, but yeah, you, I say they're a lock for the playoffs. Oh yeah. Auburn's not beating them. Auburn uh we're we not went, talking about football. We went from having two quarterbacks to now like six. Yeah. And all of which all of them are unproven. Yeah, and none of them like stand out as this is the guy. They're yeah. all like the same. And then our offensive coordinator literally left today. Yeah, our after offensive. Being here for like we've had. A month. You think that the Browns quarterback carousel moves fast? The Auburn has had four offensive coordinators in under a year. Four, because we just signed this guy and he quit after like two weeks. Yeah, we're about to have four. Yeah, like I don't know. He he came from the Seahawks, right? He was an NFL guy for like ten years. He's been an NFL guy like his whole career, right? He's like quarterbacks coach for the Seahawks. Yeah. And then comes to Auburn and then gets here and is like, eh, I'm going to go hang out with my family. Yeah. Not I mean, doing it. It's not for everybody. We got to go to PSAs, but when we come back, I, well, we're just going to be talking football for a while. So any type, any, any kind of football, but we'll be back. We're back. Segment two. All right. I guess we can get into some of the stuff that we were planning on talking about last segment now. Um, wait, wait, first tell tell the tell the listeners what you just told me about. Oh, I saw some on Instagram that said Jim Harbaugh has legitimate interest in joining the Vikings as their next head coach. That's interesting. I think he well, I'm surprising. You got one win out against Ohio State, now you want to leave. I think he'd kill it with the Vikings. Think so? Yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh's a really good coach. 
I I've, think so I've too. said this. I don't know, honestly. I'd I've be surprised s- to see how he, what he does with Kirk Cousins. And, uh, I think he gets rid of Cousins. You think so? Yeah. I think they're going to go through a full rebuild. There's a, I guess there's a lot of quarterbacks that don't know what they're doing with their quarterback. I mean, a lot of teams that don't know what they're doing with their quarterback. Yeah, the Packers. Packers don't know. Broncos still really don't have a quarterback. 49ers. 49ers. Maybe. Uh, the Browns, Seahawks. pretty much. Seahawks, the Browns, don't really know. The Giants? I think the, I think they're sticking. I think they have one more year left. It's the same thing with Baker. With yeah, Jones. but I mean, that, what I mean is, like, he, he hasn't solidified himself yet. Like, they, yeah. he's not, like, definitely getting re-signed after that year. I, they, it's such a forgettable, like, team yeah. right now. Uh, because, like, when I think the Giants, I think Eli... And they have a consistent quarterback, but even Eli wasn't super. Wasn't consistent. very good his past, like his last three years there. Same with Big Ben, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Steelers made the, the playoffs with a horrible quarterback. What are the Saints gonna do at quarterback? What are they gonna do at head coach? Yeah. You think Sean Payton was just like, oh man, Drew Brees is going. It's kind of hard. I'm out. No, I don't know what. Probably gonna be in a booth. Think so. Yeah, that's what I. I, I could see him doing that. Something about that. I could sense. see him maybe not being in like a play-by-play thing, but uh, like a roundtable type. Thing. Yeah, like Sunday Night Football in America, where it's uh, yeah. you know, like Ronnie Har- not Ronnie, Rodney Harrison. Uh, you know, used to be wasn't. I'll bring him up later. Actually, wasn't it Tony Dungy used to be on there? He still is. Still is, and then oh, it's Drew Brees. Yeah, maybe he can sub out Drew Brees for Sean Payton. <laughs> that would need that. Yeah. I think uh who's big, the wait, who's the guy that coaches at Arizona State? Uh that is old ESPN guy. Yeah, I get him and Tony Dungy confused all the time. Yeah, I don't I I used to as a kid cuz I thought they looked similar but is they his really name don't. Herm. Yeah, Herm Edwards. Yeah, that's who it is. I get Herm Edwards and Tony Dungy confused all the time. Do they even like look similar? I think they do look similar cuz similar features. I they have similar like skin tones. Yeah, and they're both like they were both they're older both older football coaches. Yeah, they look pretty similar. This is Herm Edwards here. And then I'll look up Tony Dungy. They're both ESPN guys, used to be football coaches. Well, Herm Edwards and Tony Dungy could not be. The yeah, and this is Tony Dungy. Oh, it, it's. Uh, uh, but you know who Tony Dungy yeah. looks like. Tony, They're very similar. Herm Edwards and Tony Dungy could not be com- like even more opposite. Like They're complete opposites personality-wise. Really? What is Tony Dungy like? He's a like he seems very like players coach type. No, just like conservative, not doesn't really talk much. Um Yeah. I don't know, maybe that's because he's older, but Herm Edwards was very energetic. He still is at Arizona State. Um, very energetic, uh just upbeat, loud type of guy. Um I, I actually really liked Herm Edwards at ESPN. And well, before all the Gruden stuff. A lot of people said he was terrible in the booth, but like the the quarterback show that he would do pre draft. Yeah. I, I watched almost every episode of that. I really was really was so, good. I, I always thought it was interesting. I don't know if it was good. I was like ten. Yeah. But I was just like, it's cool to see like these uh like the plays of football, like how yeah the difference between like ten year olds and you know, yeah, professional like, you're going to slant. Yeah, versus like, I'll, if I go like this, run a different route, or if I say this, run this route. I always thought that was so. I still think it's interesting, like play design and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I wa- that's why I like watching the Manning cast so much, 
Yeah. Because they actually, like, give, like, a lot of insight into, like, what's actually going on. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It, it is pretty funny. There's some good moments. I'm in a... Marshawn Lynch, all-time guest. Yeah. Uh, I like Travis Kelsey. Travis he, Kelsey he, was good. Pat gross. McAfee was really good. Yeah. Uh, It's just... What's cool about those... I, I'm in a, a control room operations class. Yeah. And uh, my professor... um. He's always talks about how like that's kind of like the future of, you know, f- not really football but sports are gonna there's gonna be a lot more Manning type casts yeah. and stuff. And he said it's really good for TV because it's really unpredictable. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. It's yeah, like, you don't know what they're gonna say. The sport already's unpredictable. But like Marshawn Lynch hopped on there drunk, was drinking Hennessy. Really? Yeah. He's like, I took a shot for all of us. I took three shots, one for you, Payne, one for you, Eli, one for me. <laughs> well, that's that's just Marshawn. Marshawn, yeah. he's an awesome personality. Yeah. Remember but, uh, the Skittles? He would eat Skittles on the sidelines. That was the best. Yeah, beast mode. Which, like, you know, it's like no one's allowed to eat on the sidelines, but like, it's Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, I guess we can get into some. Oh, some also that's pretty funny. Uh, Nick Saban took a 14-minute flight. On a recruiting trip, uh, yeah. Because there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of traffic. There's only four, it was forty miles away. There's a lot of traffic. He said, "Nah, eh, fourteen minute flight." That's awesome. That probably costed Alabama like twenty grand, but who cares? They're gonna win another championship. Yep. Uh, Nick Saban could literally like drown dogs, and Alabama faithful. Who cares? Seventeen. Yeah, I mean, he he even got a little like apparently. Didn't I, they like not even win seventeen? They just claimed like one of them. Oh, they've claimed a lot. They've just claimed a lot of championships. So they didn't actually win seventeen championships. All the ones he's he's won though have been legit. Yeah, they're legit. Um, but, but you know the history of Alabama football is not legit at all. Yeah, and Auburn's the parallel opposite where they won't claim anything. Yeah, like there was just one. Like I remember there was one like Alabama writer like a really really long time ago that would just put them at like number one in like his poll. That's, and so they would just go with that. That's not surprising. <laughs> like, there was one year they lost to, like, Ole Miss and another SEC school. <laughs> they still just ranked him number one. I mean, he he must have really thought they were the best team in the country. <laughs> well, that's just what they used to do with Alabama football. Like, who cares? You guys win. And it was the complete opposite one. for Auburn. Where we would have really good teams and not, you know, get any recognition. I mean, it took us in basketball this year, which we'll we'll talk college basketball later. And Auburn basketball, but it, it took a while a while longer for us to be yeah. number one team in the nation, which than it should have. Like Auburn just dude, if never... Alabama had our resume, they would have been out. They w- we would have been number one, or they would have been number one for weeks. Th- weeks. Yeah, it, they would have been number one after they like if hypothetically if we were Alabama, they would have been number one after beating us. Yeah, not. Alabama could lose like three games in football next. Like football team could lose like three games next year, and they would still be. They might make playoffs. We gotta yeah, they'll be them, top ten. We got to consider them for the playoffs. And I mean, to that that's because they they have a legitimately good football team. Yeah, and their basketball team should be top twenty five. But I mean, if you lose three times, like there's dude, no they way. lose to yesterday. They beat Baylor. Who's they, like a top fifteen team, top ten team, and then they go lose to Davidson, or yeah. lose to Iona. Like it's well, like, well, those two are actually like their better losses. Yeah, but that's what, what I'm. They what I'm lose. Saying they is, lost to Georgia. Now I would say they're they playing lost, right now. Actually, 
I would say Alabama that, Auburn's playing right now. No, they're playing tomorrow. Oh yeah, they're playing tomorrow. Today's Monday. Play Tuesday. Um, Never mind. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I I dude, like I'd I'd like to go to the game, but I'm not camping out twelve yeah. hours in advance. I went to the. Uh, I just I actually can't camp out twelve or twelve hours in advance because my last class tomorrow ends at four forty five. So soonest I could get, quickest I could get to the arena would be five. I actually if I walk straight from class, and that's only three hours before tip off. No way I'm getting into that. I game. actually could go because my last class I'll probably get out at like eleven forty five. Um, but but yeah, <laughs> do I really like? I went to the uh, Auburn Georgia game, and I got sick for almost a week after that. Like I thought I had COVID again. Really? Yeah, that's Dude, why. What was so the that's one why. Game? What was the one game where they were camping out literally Kentucky. like Yeah, against Kentucky. It was over twenty four hours in advance. Yeah. And the funny thing is, so Kentucky Kentucky's like main personality. His name is Matt Jones. And really? uh, yeah, he goes on part of my take sometimes. Big Kentucky radio guy. He does Kentucky sports radio. He's kind of big in the college basketball, you know, hierarchy. Yeah. Of, fans slash writers and all that what do you do after we beat him well no before he tweeted out he said remember guys they're they're camping out to watch us or something like that and auburn twitter auburn twitter has had an all-time like field day with us just number one just absolutely field day with our basketball it's so amazing because being number one and never losing like you can you can just do it no (laughs) no one can say anything it's actually like the coolest thing, like, Dude, I, that's the only saying. thing that would be cooler is if we had, like, if we were in, at Auburn when Cam was here and Twitter was, like, as big as it is yeah. now. But, dude, it's, like, awesome. literally, like, Auburn's whole personality right now is is this basketball team. So, if we lose, dude. And like, gymnastics, come on now. No. But it's definitely basketball over yeah. gymnastics. Yeah, but, but dude. Gym- gymnastics team has been dude, putting in work lately. Apparently, we sold out the arena last uh last week for the gymnastics meet we sold it out yeah dude i mean auburn has very very loyal fans like well and we haven't also we also have like a gold medalist yeah we have the best gymnast in the world in the world literally on our team on our team it's not fair you know one time (laughs) i thought i met her at the bar and (laughs) it wasn't her i was just a little inebriated you know i just met suny lee (laughs) look over there suny lee I saw her at the at the basketball game I went to. I was yeah, like, Egan, that's, that's it's not Suny Lee. <laughs> it wasn't Suny Lee. It was it wasn't Suny Lee. At least I mean, you know, as a Auburn athlete yeah. well, in I, season, I would hope she wasn't at the bar at that time. I did see a Auburn football player at a fraternity party last Thursday. Uh, he asked not to be named because he wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. He also had the hoodie on, mask up. Uh, that man was hidden. <laughs> only reason I caught him is because I was, uh, like, up at the door. Like, we took, like, shifts. So I was up at the door for, like, 15 minutes. I saw him walk in. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a... And I was like, dude, do you see? And I shook his hand. <laughs> I hope I didn't have COVID. hope I didn't give it to him. Uh, but he also said if we throw another one of these parties Saturday, which uh, Saturday's gone. Uh, it's Monday now. That, <laughs> that he would come on podcast, <laughs> which I was like, chances of like zero percent chance that has any validity. But That's a big word. That man. was honestly, it was so awesome. I would, uh to meet that dude. 
Yeah, I was going to meet a girl there. You know, the classic break football team rules for a girl type deal. I don't know if that's breaking the – I mean, they can go to fraternity parties and stuff. They're not. No, he wasn't supposed to be there. He told me. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's been basketball players at fraternity parties and stuff lately. Yeah, but like I after think, the Bama game, I think that they don't. This player they don't want at the uh, parties yeah. because spring training for football is coming up yeah. soon, and he cannot have COVID. That is true. Um, I Dude, which also <laughs> it's so weird to see because like you think they should like I don't know why like I'm like a grown adult now. I'm not grown anymore. I'm like regular size, but I just feel like. Every time I meet a football player, they should or a professional athlete, they should be like seven feet and yeah. three hundred fifty pounds. Like this, he really wasn't that much bigger than I was. Yeah, no. Here, when we we got to go to PSAs, but we'll I, talk about I, when we get back. Yeah, I have a story about that as well. All right, so we're back to carry on our previous conversation. So I did that one gig for ESPN for the Auburn Ole Miss game, and. uh I got to go into the the locker room and everything after, and I was right next, right next to all the players and everything. And I'm, I mean, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm six two, uh, you know. I'm I have some. I have a pretty good build. Yeah, not gonna lie, uh, a little bit. And I'm bigger than most of these players, but those linemen are, are just a different breed of human being. Like I oh, was, yeah. I was bigger than all the running backs. I'm the same size as Bo, if not bigger. I mean, they're all wearing cleats too. So that, yeah, and, but dude, the the linemen are just like tree trunks. The linemen are like six five plus, three hundred plus, and just like they, they don't make them like that. Yeah, it, it's normally. Just, yeah, I don't. I don't get even that know. from aisle ten. They got the XXXXL babies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how these people like live. Yeah, they're just massive. Like they're. The the world's not built for them to, like, fit through stuff. No, nah, yeah, the world isn't built for offensive linemen. Uh, Even, I mean, I've been up, to, like, next to Jabari and all them, and, and I actually have not been next to Walker Kessler, which I've seen him on the court, and he's massive. But, like, Jabari, maybe because he's so skinny, he just doesn't seem like he has that, like, presence. But That is, dude, if, that's why I want to see LeBron James, like, I saw him pretty close. Uh, when I went to I went to a Cavs Hawks game one time and I went down like hanging over the tunnel mm-hmm. and they were running out and I saw him, but dude I think he's just so massive. Yeah, cause he's what like six nine two forty. Like out of when when you talk about like players who like you wish you could see crossover sports, LeBron's got to be number one at everyone's list. In football, any sport, just LeBron James, the physical specimen. Not now, but LeBron James at in the Heat days, twenty eight. When he was still two six, now he's probably like two forty, two forty five. When he was like two sixty, and he was in his prime, like vertical, is like a hundred inches on the heat. That would have been amazing to see him in any sport. Yeah, that would have been, f- except especially baseball. football. Except baseball. Yeah, baseball would be like it, he couldn't really show off. His, yeah, and I mean, unless he just ripped dingers, just put him over the wall. What? Yeah, and he just like what? Can magically just like be able to hit off speed and stuff. Yeah, that's my new favorite ad lib now too. Is the Stone what? Cold Steve Austin? What? 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 I just say it after everything. Dude, you didn't even. Did Brown, you grow the Browns up? win again. What? Did you grow up watching WWE? Dude, no, my parents didn't let me watch WWE. <laughs> they thought it was too bad for the kids' eyes. 
Oh man. But but he, but then my dad would let me watch like all the horrible like classic movies like Revenge of the Nerds stuff like that. I don't even know what that is, but I've grew up watching WWE, so I knew like I've known about the what what, what? every what? time. So Stone Cold was already retired by the time I was watching, but uh, Baker he, Mayfield stings what? Whenever he'd make an appearance, he would uh, you would hear the glass shatter and everything. The and he walks in, you know, all aggressive, and then he'd go on the rope, and then some guy would throw him two beers, and then he would clash the beers together, and then chug the beers. Yeah, and then when he would talk after every sentence, they go what? Dude, that what? would be so funny. It was, I mean, it was so cool. Stone Cold is the one of the coolest human beings. Like, if I had to meet like an athlete, Stone, Stone Cold Steve up Austin. There. Stone Cold's up there. It's like, let's see if you could have, if you could go out to a bar and have a beer with three athletes, who would it be? Also, my uh, my friend Campbell Huber uh, is tuned into the show right now, and he said he could beat LeBron. Uh, I think I I don't know if I met him, but uh, I think he's I got a chance. I, I believe we him. believe him. Uh, good luck against LeBron is washed at this point. <laughs> Campbell mean, could probably dunk on him. Where's Where's Campbell from? Campbell is from Atlanta. Went to Marist High School, I believe. I mean, you know who else is from Atlanta? Uh, a lot of people. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is from Atlanta. I, who else is You know who else is from Atlanta? Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith. Uh, we know who else is from Atlanta. Uh, Aunt Edwards. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people from Atlanta, though. <laughs> There's quite a few. True or false? I read a study that golf is 80% mental. False. False. I didn't read, I, I didn't read that study. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was uh, so funny. Yeah, I, I, wa- I watched that uh, last night. That made me laugh. But uh, Sunday conversation. All right, we're, supposed, we're here in supposed to be segment three. What do we have written down for segment three? Uh, NFL playoffs, Super you know, Bowl preview. I'm going to title this episode. I want to start off by just, we got to give Joe Burrow his flowers. Joe Burrow is what amazing. Flowers? What flowers? The best kind. The uh, best flowers. Probably like sunflowers, tulips. Whatever, roses. you know, the the flowers that he likes. Uh, I, I'd get him all the flowers. I'd be like, Joe, pick out pick out your flowers. Um, I'm also titling this episode... Uh, it was some. It's gonna be something to do with ADHD, probably because we haven't talked about anything we're supposed to right now. But we're having fun with it, man. Dude, just going with the Bengals playoff run. We gotta talk about that. Bengals playoff run has been fun to watch. Awesome. The Bengals are America's team. Bengals. So I'm a Patriot fan for life. But now that Brady's retired, I'm all. Ab- I've been all aboard the Burrow train since college. But now I I'm, don't want to cheer in. for him and like I hate him. For most of the season, I don't hate him right now because I really don't want to see uh, the, the rep- Mahomes family at Super Bowl. But see, I like Kansas City as well. I don't mind, like dude. I, I don't mind the team. I don't mind the team, but Mahomes is it's the outside of the. Yeah, Mahomes' little brother and his wife has really made me not enjoy. I don't mind the wife, really. Well, dude, the wife after the win over the Bills is up in her press box and just sprays champagne what, from I mean, the press box all over the fans below. And she's like, That's I don't know though. why I just get bullied for doing what I want. I'm like, well, you don't get to just run the world. You don't get to just do what you want. Yeah. You can't just, like, spray champagne over all these fans. Not to mention it is 10 degrees out. Yeah. No, I mean, she definitely, you know, and then she, can't, also, she can't come out and say. She has Team Brittany shirts for sale, and all of the proceeds go to anti-bullying because she gets bullied on the Internet 
apparently. She she reminds me of like the female version of uh how I imagine Russell Wilson is outside of football. She's she, and the, she, I don't she know why she's like the physical embodiment of Kevin Durant's burner accounts. No, Kevin Durant's burner accounts are awesome, dude. Yeah, she's not awesome. Uh, Jackson Mahomes stinks, though. Everyone hates him. <sighs> yeah, no, it was the nail in the coffin was the dancing on the Sean Taylor memorial. Yeah, the football guys couldn't let the Chiefs go back to Super Bowl after that one. Yeah, that was that was really really bad. And the, like he had to go out of his way to do. How that. do you not know? Uh, whatever we've. It, I don't want to talk about that. People hate everyone. But the wife thing is kind of like she can't really. She. I don't know what she's expecting. I mean, what she's doing isn't, like, the best thing to do. The champagne thing I I didn't think was terrible. It's just more her overall mannerisms that I don't necessarily like. I don't, like, absolutely hate her. I don't absolutely hate Jackson Mahomes either. I think he's, I think he's, like, he has not done the best with media. I think he's portraying himself. You yeah, know, he needs, like, a public PR guy. He's yeah, a public no, relations manager. I don't think manager. there's any PR that can, that can spend that. But, uh. She's just kind of like, she's not up. playing into it. She's like, I don't know, like well, the Chiefs are gonna like, be hated now. You gotta know that, like, her biggest, her first mistake, the big mistake that got everyone mad at her was when everyone started attacking Mahomes at the beginning of the year when they were bad, and she like went to bad form, which like you know, good, you know, you want your wife to defend you, but you just gotta know, like, you open your mouth on Twitter as Mahomes' wife, like, you can't win. You know, you can't win. Twitter always wins. I feel like a solution for this, uh, as... Baker Mayfield's wife did the same thing. Yeah. A lot of of football wives, which I understand they're defending their man and everything, but, like, I don't really see Giselle doing it for Brady. Yeah, because Giselle is, like, there's no point in doing it. You just get wrecked online if you do it. Exactly. I feel like... You know how athletes you just gotta be smart about athletes it. Athletes watch film, and that's why people don't hurt like her because she just does not smart about it and goes out and does her rants, spray champagne over the fans in freezing cold weather. But uh, you know, Mahomes, I feel like Mahomes needs to pull Aaron Rodgers and just cut ties with all the fans. <laughs> I feel like uh, more of these football or athlete wise man, they just need to watch some film and, and watch some film. <laughs> Take notes from Giselle, or not even Giselle, just like just don't. Shut You're up. gonna get dunked on online. You're gonna get dunked on so hard online if you open your mouth. It's just so just it's better just to avoid that. But I want to get back to something I was saying earlier. If you could have, if you could go out to the bar and have a beer with three athletes, who would it be? Uh, Stone Cold's on that. Stone Cold. Uh, Brady. Brady. Probably Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. I would probably go. I don't know, man. That's a hard one. I want to go. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't even want a beer though. I would just want to just talk to him. LeBron's not my favorite, but I don't want LeBron there. Um, I want probably like Pat McAfee's athlete. Pat McAfee is an athlete, but I'm thinking of like racing guys. I want to talk to some F1 drivers because they probably have like a crazy perspective on life because they've like just have they race cars at 200 miles per hour. Well, for also a just like the way like you go up through the ranks, like. Sergio Perez, the Mexican guy, left and lived by himself in, like, a flat in England at, like, age, like, 14. Because it's just, like, you know, like, that's the age you move up into cars. And he had to go to Europe to, like, further his career to get to F1. And he just lived by himself at, like, 14. Because, like, it, and 
racing, doesn't matter your age. Like, he was just, like, they treated him at 14 the same they treated a guy who's, like, 24. And you're the race car driver. So, like, it's just, like, a crazy life. So, probably. Dale Sr., if he was alive. Yeah, I want my guy, Carlos Sainz, to my favorite F1 driver. Does he speak English? Yeah, he's, dude, they all speak, like, four languages because they have to. Yeah. They're also really smart human beings. Yeah, so he's he's from Spain, so he's a Spanish guy. Uh, him, and then, jeez, who else? Delhi. No. Oh, dude. Maybe like uh, Miles Burrow. Garrett. Burrow would be sick. I want Miles Garrett to come. <laughs> I would actually uh, hang dude, out with three, old Miles. Three, and then, oh, it's got to be Shaq. Oh, Shaq yeah. has got to be three. Chuck. Chuck. That could actually happen too. <laughs> no, he was here. He he's was in here. Auburn. He's you just gotta, he's gotta be have the money to go to the nice bars. <laughs> Avondale. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go spend twenty bucks on a drink, you can go hang out with Charles Barkley at the bar. <laughs> he just does not come to the college bars where all of us go. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. All right, we gotta yeah, go to PSAs either. again. Um, when we come back, I. <laughs> we'll talk about Auburn basketball. No, let, I want to finish up my bangle. I have, a, I have a real not yeah, really we have theory. To, we'll put a, let's put a bow. But I have a bow a on the uh, old football talk. I have a prediction about the Bengals. All right. Or not really the Bengals, Joe Burrow. But I'll get into that when we get back. All right. Ooh. All right. Let's 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 put a bow on the old football talk. Um, biggest news, Tom Brady retired. Yep. Big uh, Ben also did a retire. Hmm? Big Ben also did a retire. Yeah, he, he retired. Um, his is more... Believable than Brady's. Brady did say today he'd be day to day, but I'm gonna walk y'all through the Saturday for me. Yeah. So everyone said he was retiring in the morning. I see. I texted my parents the day before. I'm like, I think Brady's gonna retire, and it's just like all the stuff he's been saying after the loss and everything. It kind of felt like he was. And so I, I wake up the next day. I'm in a really good mood. Auburn's going to play Oklahoma. We're, we're beating them pretty bad. And then all of a sudden, uh, my friends in the Snapchat group, he was just talking like talking smack about Brady and stuff and said he retired. I'm like, what? where did you see this? And then I checked Twitter. There's not really anything on Twitter yet. But then within 30 seconds, it's everywhere. And my entire mood just shifts from being like all happy and energetic to just like mundane, and I, I was, I was really sad. I mean, I, I uh, Tom Brady's been my favorite football player since I found out what football was, so it was really weird for me because I've been watching Brady almost my entire life, and he's been my favorite player my entire life. And so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I maybe shed a couple tears. No, uh, get out of the league. And get out. It was just, it's weird because I'm like, I'm 20. I don't know why I'm, you know, getting all emotional. I kind of, you know, he had a great career. I don't know why I was so emotional about it. But, like, I also at the same time, like, I mean, he was the first football player I ever knew and first athlete I really followed. So, it's just kind of like for me, like, there's really nothing uh nothing left of the those years when I was a kid where we were just awesome. And yeah. he's like the greatest football player. Belichick of all time. outlasted Brady. Yeah, when Belichick retires, man, I don't Yeah. 
Um, so I've I've been watching. Have you? Do you have ESPN Plus? Wait, now who's going to be the Buccaneers quarterback? Uh, Josh Rosen. Kyle Trask is right now. I think Josh Rosen coming in, baby. The Rosen one, baby. He's going to ha- resurrect his career. Do you have ESPN Plus? No. Oh man, there's. I need it though. I mean, everything is like on ESPN Plus now. That's so good. And you can't read like any articles from ESPN anymore, pretty much. Yeah, I uh, so I got ESPN Plus to watch the Kansas State Kansas uh, basketball game because I uh, Kansas State was winning the entire time. I get ESPN Plus to watch it, and uh, they lose in the last second. Oh, they were winning stage. the entire game. Yeah, but then. I saw the there's a Tom Brady Last Dance type documentary on ESPN called yeah, The Man in the Arena. Man in the Arena. And I was watching episode two. I watched the uh, first episode. Yeah, I was watching the second one before you walked in, and Rodney Harrison was in it. And when they introduced him, that is some like he was a like a mean football player. He was a cool guy, but mean football player. Yeah, I watched. And I really the, uh, like those teams. I think it was a th- I don't know if it was a thirty. Yeah, I think it was a thirty for thirty on him. He's got bad like CTE problems. Who? Ronnie Harrison. I'm not surprised. The way he played, I'm not surprised. Yeah. But but what sucks is like I miss that football. I miss yeah. that physical, like hard hitting sa- I mean, there's some hard hitting safeties and stuff still, but like it's not the same. Nowhere near the but what it was I'm, back then. I'm also happy that like it's not like that in a way because you know Yeah, I do, and more players aren't getting hurt. You do like for me, I do care about these guys. Like I hope they have a good you know, well, yeah, you never want to see him like some like when they just kind of go insane, kind of like what Antonio Brown's doing right now. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, you just don't I wanna... don't know if that's CTE or just like does he have personality issues and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't know what, what's but really he definitely going on, isn't but... acting normal. I would say, I don't know. I did you watch the Nelk podcast with him? No, but he, Dude, he like couldn't, he called out Brady on that though, right? Yeah, he like couldn't just like. It was, it was like he had like the worst ADHD of all time. Like he just couldn't formulate a thought. Yeah. Like he like, I don't know if like he just doesn't have the vocabulary to talk, but like he just didn't know how to like express what he's trying to say, and he kept going, "We're having a kumbaya." Like he was, just, it looked like he was just like insane. Do you think he was like intoxicated at all or anything like that? I wouldn't be surprised, but he was just like, I don't know. I don't. No. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to say what's wrong with AB. Yeah. I don't have no clue. Don't know the guy personally. But uh, Tom Brady retired. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the NFL is like for the next couple of years. Because now, like, I do think it's in good hands. Very good hands. But now it's <laughs> so like, like Josh Allen and Mahomes are like the two best players. When like when Brady was there, you could probably say like Mahomes is better than him. But you always kind of have like everyone always kind of put Brady one though. It's like you. The I people, can probably, like, and people's like reasoning was always just like it's Brady, because like you know like you always has a chance to win. I can probably name like five quarterbacks that are more, you know, talented and, outright I mean, than he Brady. But retired like yesterday before the games or two days ago. Well, see the thing is, is like, today he said he was day to day. He doesn't know. Yeah, which is. Which is like if he would have won that game, which he was very, very close to doing against the Rams, he would have been playing yesterday. Which, so he wouldn't have retired, obviously. Yeah, I don't really know much about the controversy. I don't really want to read off on it and get my hopes up because I do think he is retired. I don't know, dude. I just feel like it'd be. That's like I. I feel like Tom Brady would be like a guy where. 
he's got to have like his like you know like retirement tour year where like every game is like this is his last game in Minnesota. This is his last yeah, game in yeah. Houston, and like just have like a big thing. Yeah, I feel like it'd be kind of weird for him just to like still in the middle of the football season, still in the middle of the playoffs. Only, just I retire. The only thing I want is for him to sign like a day contract with the Patriots and retire as a Patriot. You think he will? Yeah, I think he will. You think they left on good enough terms? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I don't think there's really any ill will. I, there probably was at first a little bit, but. I think now, I mean, Brady's retired now. Yeah. Belichick's probably on his way the next. It could be Belichick's next year, probably could be 10 years. going back to the Super Bowl soon. Patriots are really so. good this year in I a just, lot of games. Yeah, they had that, that one game where they didn't they beat the Bills and they only threw the ball like three times. Yeah, that was awesome. That was insane to watch. Yeah. Because, like, you knew what they were doing and it still worked. Well, the, the Patriots are still a good team. They're not contenders, but they could they could very well be, and they're young, and they're old and young at the same time. That's what they always are, though. Like they get they get the young guys, they train them up, then they get a little older, and it's time for them to get a big contract, and they trade them away, they cut them, and then you know they get the next wave of young guys coming in. Yeah, and then you know every year they sign like one like thirty two year old guy who used to be like really really good, but now he's just old, so they get him for like a veteran minimum. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is with uh, New England is everyone was saying, oh, it's obvious now that uh, Brady was the reason why all the Super Bowls, like he's better than Belichick at, or whatever. Like, I think they're both just I think really, they both really complimented, good. complimented each other. And I think it was about a team. I think it was more than just Yeah, they just Belichick, both were Brady. really strict, wanted to be like on like – you know, cross all their T's, dot all their I's, make sure everything was really good. I think they just, like, had both had, like, the same idea of how they should operate. It's just, it really, it's really hard, you know, now, like, to, I'm still always going to be a Patriots fan, but it's getting harder and harder every year. Now, like, McDaniels is gone. Yeah, but I feel like the McDaniels thing is going to be the same old song and dance where you're like, yeah, I'm leaving. And he's like, just, just kidding. No, I think back. I think he's gone, but I think he is going to come back. I'm honestly surprised the Raiders. I mean, I'm not super surprised. That's but a huge move for the Raiders. Yeah, but I could also see, I like thought they were just going to stick with the guy they had, uh, Joe Basaccia or whatever. Or, yeah, Rich, because or is Rich, it Rick, Rick, I think it's Bissi- Rich Basaccia or something. Bissi- Rick or yeah. Rich, something like that. He's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach, and the all. But the main thing is like all the players loved him. Like yeah, Derek he, Carr was saying that he wanted him as coach. Uh, I I think that's the only players that actually like spoke out about it. But like the the vibe from the Raiders organization was they all loved him because basically like the way Gruden went out, it was easy for them kind of all to rally around a guy, and then he took them to the playoffs. Could have won that game. Could have won that game. And that team they lost to is Wait, in did? the Super Bowl. That is true. They Dude, were the Bengals the- could almost lost all of their games. Yeah, probably should have lost the Titans game. But Tannehill threw that horrible pick. The, the first last play drive. was terrible too. I mean that was bad. But I mean the last drive they just had to. They were literally they were marching right down the field. They just had to keep. I, you know the, we didn't even give the Bengals their flowers. The Bengals as a team as yeah. a whole deserve their flowers. defense came up huge yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I really like this. Mahomes team. that final drive was horrible. 
Yeah, I think he was forcing the ball. Yeah, because I think the deep Bengals just were playing lockdown defense. Yeah, the Bengals defense is – they've been good all year. Yeah, that Trey Hendrickson signing was probably the Huge. best signing last season. Yeah, and their offense – they've been inconsistently inconsistent offensively, I feel like, but they, they – playoffs, I mean – it's not even just Burrow. I mean, the one they, thing is offensive line. They need to get offensive line. Yeah, but they only allowed one sack against the Chiefs. Yeah, but they allowed nine against the Titans. And the yeah. Rams probably have the best D line in football with Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Yeah. That's going to be – that's the deciding factor in the Super Bowl for me is if okay. Burrow can somehow – even if he gets sacked nine times like the Titans game, it's going to be who – it's either the Rams – D-line is going to win it for him, or Joe Burrow is going to win it for the Bengals? Uh, so, to get into, like, our preview, under. You think so? Under and Bengals money line. I'm saying I'll go under, but I think the Rams will win. Oh, we got to go PSAs. Dang it. No, no, we're good for another 30 seconds. Um, I think I, – I don't know. I could see it being a blowout as well. I think it'll be – like one of those like seven three or three three first halves in the second half they both score like twenty eight points. I just I feel like it's an under. I feel like that the Bengals defense is gonna keep them in the game. I think the Rams are probably gonna get off to an early lead. Yeah, and so then, that's kind of how it always has been for all the Bengals games. Yeah, and I think I still I think McPherson is gonna kick the game winning field goal. Dude, he has been electric, and his little brother's come to Auburn. Also electric. It it's weird. Uh. You know, Burrow's uh, career so far has, you know, has been very comparable to the GOAT. To the GOAT? That is true. Like, but I'll, I'll talk about that when we come back from PSAs. Yeah, we'll talk about Joe Burrow. It has been back. insanely similar. But yeah. we're going to go to PSAs, uh, and I'll be back. I got a piece. And we're back. So, all right. Let me clarify this so I don't get dunked on by – Let's say this clip, for some reason, a bunch of people, you know, find this on the Internet or, you know, some of your fraternity brothers see me in real life or something. I don't want to get dunked on in the future when this take turns out to be not true, but I want everyone to hear me out. I'm not comparing Joe Burrow to Tom Brady yet or maybe not at all, but I'm saying the similarities between their two careers have been somewhat similar. Okay. Burrow doesn't really start that much that first year. Tom Brady didn't start at all that first year. Now, pre pre NFL, their careers have been almost indifferent or like could not be opposite. opposite. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady was a great college football player, though. But Joe Burrow is one of the best of all time. Yeah. In one one, Brady was six round pick one ninety nine. Uh, but since Entering the NFL, both of them that that first year their team did really bad. Then yeah. the next year, they start off iffy. Both teams did in the second year. The Patriots had a really good defense. Bengals have a very physical, aggressive defense like the Patriots used to, and they had you know some some pieces offensively. Um, and the Bengals do too. Let, I mean, the Bengals have could be a very explosive offense down the road. And then you get to 
the playoffs, Burrow becomes, you know, very good at the end of the year. Brady was playing better at the end of the year, just doing his job. Yeah. And then first game, Brady plays the Raiders. First game, Burrow plays the Raiders. Comes down to the last the last play of the game. In both games. And then next next game Is that a tuck rule game? That was the tuck rule game. Eh, I shouldn't have won that game. Uh that was, that was a fumble. No. I refuse. All day long. And then next game, uh, Bengals play the Titans. Patriots play the Steelers in the AFC Championship. Uh, uh, Bengals, you know, beat the Titans in the last play of the game. Pretty much Patriots. Brady actually got hurt in the AFC Championship. And uh, so that that's not part of it. Okay. But did they both win the Super Bowl? They both won the Super Bowl against the Rams. Oh, you won it against the Rams. And the Rams are the Rams. Uh, the back then that was the greatest show on turf. Oh yeah. The Rams kind of have like the greatest show on turf kind of vibe going on right now. I guess. Except Cam Akers is nowhere near as good as Falk, but different eras of football. But they do have Cooper Cup. They have Cooper Cup and OBJ. And uh, okay, here's okay. I have something to say about OBJ too. Uh, they showed like up a graphic of his numbers on the Rams versus his numbers on the Browns, and his numbers on the Rams are just doubled. Like catches, targets, yards, and games, they all basically just doubled. But like percentage wise, still getting like the same targets per game, roughly same catches per game, same amount of yards per game. He's just getting more touchdowns, hmm. which is like so. I mean, like. They're saying like he was like Cleveland like did him wrong and we were horrible. We used him wrong. And I was like, dude, he's kind of doing this. Like he's being used the same amount on the Rams. It's just they're like in the Super Bowl, so it looks cooler. Yeah, uh, I still think OBJ is a fantastic player though. Oh yeah, he's great. And the Rams had really. I mean, good... he played. He he had a lot of catches last night. He's a big part of like their game plan yesterday. Yeah, Rams uh, also had two really good receivers on the greatest show on turf. Um, Isaac, Bruce, Isaac Bruce, and yeah, I remember him. What's, they had another one like Corey, something. I think. Oh, was it Tory Holt? Tory Holt, yeah, yeah, Tory Holt, who are both Hall of Famers, and then Kurt Warner, Matt Stafford, kind of, kind of similar vibes. I don't know. I mean, I think Stafford's better than what Kurt Warner was. Kurt Warner was a fantastic player, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Stafford, definitely Hall of Famer. I've been saying that for. A while now. I got that take. He does make some pretty boneheaded mistakes sometimes. Like, there's a couple throws where you're like, eh, what are you doing? Yeah, but I mean. But for the most part, yeah, he is very good I feel like every quarterback has that, though. But Stafford more. The only quarterbacks that don't do that is, like, Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. That's one thing. Rodgers doesn't make bad throws. Except when they played the 49ers. That That fourth quarter, he did not look good at all. Yeah, that is true, but. It was snowing. It's hard to play in the snow. I'll say Aaron Rodgers is best quarterback in the league. Talent, I also, yeah, I all, dude, he just like puts the ball right on the money, so perfectly. Mahomes does too, though. I think Mahomes and Rodgers are very comparable. And Allen, dude, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm taking Josh Allen over all three if I'm starting a team today. Like he literally almost single-handedly beat the Chiefs. Gabriel like, Davis the, had a fantastic game. Yeah, but. Dude, he just took over in that fourth quarter. Like, the amount of times he was running it, like, his throws he was making, it was unreal. I'm probably taking Burrow, dude. And no bias, he's just a competitor. Oh, like, and, dude, Josh Allen, like, 
because his running ability, I feel like, is so underappreciated. Yeah, could easily go for a hundred yards. He's like in a Big game. Ben, in a way. Like but he's fast. really hard. Yeah, he's like a faster Big and co- way cooler. Way cooler. Like I actually really liked without Josh all Allen. the uh, off-field stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Josh Allen really. I feel like he's really down the earth guy. I absolute cannon of an arm. I so feel like he's just I one had, of the boys. I had I made like. Uh, let me pull this up. I compared Josh Allen. I made like a if. Josh Allen, he's like a mixture of uh, a bunch of a bunch of quarterbacks in certain situations, and I it was pretty funny. Uh, here, keep say something. Something. Okay, what uh, what else are we gonna no talk way, about it's here? Not we can safe. talk about. Uh, I, I, oh, I, and something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, tight. You can just go. Basically, through the playoff teams that lost. Titans, um, Tannehill stinks in the playoffs. Absolutely horrible. Played so bad against the Titans. He's not against the Bengals. That last drive, they're literally marching down the field. All you got to do is give it to the best running back in the NFL behind one of the best lines in the NFL. And you're easily in field goal range. You win the game. You're in the AFC Championship. But instead, he throws a horrible ball into like triple coverage on the last drive of the game to lose it. Also, the first play of the game was a ridiculous pick. Um, Titans are really good. I really like Mike Vrabel. I like their roster a lot, but I, my hot take for the Titans is you will never, no matter how good the team is, never win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. I agree. He's not. I've had this take for a, a little bit as well. He's not a confetti guy. Like, yeah, no. He's, when you think of Ryan Tannehill – in Super Bowls, you don't see him raising the Lombardi and the Titans colors confetti coming down. No, you, you just, just don't have you, that image in your head. You're like, all right, he'll go ten and six and be out in the first or second round. To be fair, I don't think anyone thought of Joe Flacco that way, though. Yeah, but Joe Flacco is also considered like besides Trent Dilfer, like the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Big Ben. First Super Bowl, I think, is the worst quarterback performance ever in a Super Bowl that won. Was that the Cardinals game? No, that was the Seahawks, 06. I don't even really remember that game very well. I remember the Cardinals Me neither. a lot better. Uh, I do, that one but, was, uh, that one the was Cardinals awesome. also kind of fell apart Oh, the last part of the season there. Is Cliff gone? No, I don't. He's not gone, but apparently what is happening is the coaches aren't getting paid their incentives that they've earned. Really? Because apparently, like, the players, even, like, uh, what's the guy who breaks all the news for the NFL? Shefty or Rappaport? Schefter. She- even, like, Schefter was basically saying, like, I don't really know how it works either. But, so, like, the players' incentives, like, they, they get this, they reach the amount of yards, touchdowns, whatever they need. They get the incentive. That's guaranteed. But apparently for coaches, it's up to, like, the owner's discretion. So, apparently they're not getting... And apparently, like, Kingsbury, the GM, and the owner haven't had their end-of-the-season meeting yet. They're all pretty just – they're all just kind of pissed at each other. Or it's mainly, like, the front office and the ownership of the Cardinals is like, hey, what the heck? Like, we had this team. We paid all these players. We were doing all – we're doing so good. And then you guys just, like, do this in the playoffs. So, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury out. Kingsbury is out. But – the Cardinals are very unhappy with him and the team right now. 
I mean, which the, is not very good because they have a good roster, but they just really stunk. Like the they became fraudulent the, really fast. They were so good. I mean, they beat up on the Browns, beat up on like so Everybody. many teams. They were undefeated. Yeah. Really, seven and zero, eight and zero, something like and that. And then, and it wasn't like the Steelers' fluky eleven and zero either. Like they yeah. were beating, they beat the Rams. Yeah, they beat a lot of good teams. They blew out the Browns. Oh yeah. And then, just all of a sudden, kind of was like not very good. And that's kind of the story of how football has been played under Cliff Cliff Kingsbury lately. It's just like they can't finish a season. Yeah. Or finish like a game, really. If, ever, if you're ever really in a close game, I always feel like it's a lot of like. It takes a lot third of third and fifteens for the Cardinals, and you're just trying to let's hail mary like prayer that we get a first down here to they're win not, the game. They're not very uh, gritty, but they're also young. I'll give them that. They yeah, probably, they are young. They probably coach is young, a- teams young, everyone's young. I if you would have, I I would not have expected the Cardinals to make the playoffs this year. I think that they talented, will go back to the playoffs next year. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe it'll maybe they'll just be one of those teams where it's like same old song and dance every year. You know they're good. you know what you know what the Cardinals need. Who? They need an entire rebrand. They need new uniforms, new logo. No, maybe not logo, but definitely new uniforms. Maybe they should move back to St. Louis. Yeah. No, not St. Louis Cardinals, the baseball team. No, that's what they were. There was oh, the, really? There was the football and baseball Cardinals. Like the Giants, there was the New yeah, York. Yeah, but weren't they like, when they were in St. Louis, that was like a really, really long time ago? I think they were there like the 70s, 60s. Yeah, that's a really, really long time ago for me. But <laughs> I would say like. Where would you put them? I mean, I. They, no, they got to go to somewhere gritty. San Antonio Cardinals. Two Detroit teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, there's definitely a big enough football market there. Uh, Who one in Milwaukee? <laughs> no, uh, like Iowa or Nebraska, like the Omaha Cardinals or like the Des Moines Cardinals. Like Put small them up market. in. We're the Ontario Cardinals. Hey, they could be the first Canada team. Yeah. No, Canada's not gritty enough. That, the, that part of Canada's not gritty enough. Like the Winnipeg Cardinals. We're the Edmonton Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, the Calgary Cardinals. Hey, that, we're the that's, Victoria Cardinals. No. Nah. But it's too, it's too pretty out there. They need to be something like, they, yeah, something gritty. Where's a rough? Where's a rough blue collar city? The that doesn't already have team. Uh, the uh, what's Gary Indiana Cardinals? Yeah, <laughs> like a old like Rust Belt town. <laughs> the what, Allentown Cardinals. What, what cities have the highest crime rates? St. Louis. St. Louis is the worst city. Statistically, it would be perfect. The Memphis, Tennessee Cardinals. Uh, not gritty enough. Memphis uh, is too southern. Oh, there we go. Cleveland, number four. Great job, guys. East St. Louis, I think, is like it used to be at least. The San Bernardino Cardinals. The Albuquerque, New Mexico Cardinals. My you want to go somewhere where there's a lot of crime. The Tijuana Cardinals. Yeah, Mexico. Oh, dude, we got to go. Oakland? Yeah, moving back Bring to it back Oakland. to Oakland. <laughs> that would be the most backwards move because Arizona's a growing market. But anyways, we got to go to PSAs. All right. Should we stop talking about football? Talk about basketball? Because we are number one. Yeah, so uh, it's been a pretty cool time to be an Auburn student. Yeah, this is – Quite the time to be alive in Auburn, Alabama, because uh, if you've been living under a rock, 
and don't know, Auburn's basketball team is ranked number one in the country. We are sixteen and one. No, we're twenty and one. Twenty and one now. I was way off. Twenty and one. Uh, our last loss came. Our only loss. Our only loss came like around Christmas, December twentieth, something. I was in. I was back home, but it was. Might have been before Christmas. Yeah, I was. Where oh, we know it was Thanksgiving. It wasn't Christmas. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. Thanksgiving. Because I remember I was on the interstate watching it. I wasn't driving, just to clarify. Uh, but I don't. I couldn't think of the occasion. But yeah, it was. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, cause remember I was at my dad's house, and that was Thanksgiving time, not Christmas. Um. Yeah. 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 But uh. Yeah, we lost to uh, UConn, which I think we could beat UConn. I think, honestly, no bias. If oh, we can beat anyone if we play well enough. I think, like, if I didn't go to Auburn and you showed me, if I watched Auburn basketball compared to any other team, I think Auburn is the best team in the nation. But it doesn't really matter, kind of, because we very well could lose tomorrow night. We yeah, very we, well could have lost to Kentucky. That's the thing about college basketball is you can lose any night, but I think that our team is really good. Yeah, I do think we have the we have the best team. I mean, we got anything. We got a point guard. We, we have two have that could play. Two, one that could score. Another one that plays really, really good defense. Yeah. Katie John, just one that can score and passes the ball well. The other one who is technically basically a point guard, but he plays shooting guard. KD? Can score. Yeah. Can I score. Oh, you're talking about him? But KD still plays amazing defense. Oh, dude, he's a dog. He's, like, the glue guy. He, like, is insane. He makes one play and goes, like, crazy on the court. And yeah, I think. And it just makes everyone in the arena and the rest of the team just get so riled up. I think, uh, you know, going forward with our season, uh, I came up with this hypothesis that, you know, a lot of people overanalyze sports and stuff. I've came up with the simplest, you know, analysis of basketball. If you slap the floor more than the other team, you score. You will score more points. That's just how it works. And so, as a whole, I think as an Auburn basketball team, we need to slap the floor more. And if think, by a yeah, miracle like, someone associated with the basketball team is listening to this, please just. Tell just promote slapping the floor. Clapping, I love that. Also clapping when the other team gets a foul. Yeah, making them mad. I'm just a big slap the floor just guy. Just getting him. I'm just a big getting him riled up. Like that's like why Katie I, Johnson is like probably your favorite player then. Oh yeah, that's why I also like Draymond Green a lot. Even though there needs I hated to be more floor slap. There needs to be more floor slapping. In Pat Bev is like one of those guys. JJ Redick, you a big Redick guy? Nah, he wasn't really like. I like the guys who are like. Like go out there and a just nuisance. Get in a fight. Yeah, I'm not. I I'm more of a like passion when, when for the Pat, game. When Pat Bev is like going at it with a big dude, and like he's giving it everything, the crowd starts getting louder. The team's like, okay, all right, and then like then he gets a steal and he goes down the other end and dunks it. Like if you nothing gets a crowd and your team riled up more than like a defensive play that turns into an offensive play that's sick and Auburn's really good at that yeah like when KD gets a steal and tosses it up and someone just yams it that's yeah. like like the jumpstart bunny or what's it energizer bunny for our team yeah. it's just like on any given night one of these guys can step up and be the best player on the team yeah and that's then we have we have Alan Flanagan who's 6'8 6'9 and he's like he's 
He's six six. But NBA prospect. Oh, yeah. Six six. I thought if he, was he didn't get than injured, that. man. And then seems like we have Jabari Smith, who's a solid six ten, six nine. Number should be the number one pick in the draft. Probably will. He's and like then Kevin we have, I think Walker Kessler would be one of the most talked about players in the country if he wasn't on Auburn. I think he gets like kind of overshadowed by Jabari Smith and some he, of the other names. But dude, I think he's probably the most important to our team. Four blocks a game. He's he literally scores. he's a good scorer. He scores. Like thirteen if, a game, he can shoot when he's left open. I think he needs to like. I mean, I'm not a basketball. And guy I by saw any there's means. a couple times in that Mizzou game where we literally couldn't get one basket to fall, and we was he we tossed it to him, and he would you know do a post move and get a layup. And I was like, we just, that's points, that's points. And yeah. dude, I like it. Just makes it to where like if you know if you're playing Auburn, scoring in the paint is just gonna be ridiculously hard with Walker Kessler. Yeah. And it, the thing is, we match up well against good teams with good guards, but I feel like if we match up with someone that has a really good player, like with paint presence, and that could match. Yeah, his but size, I mean, we did beat Kentucky, and they got that one guy. Yeah, but that was our closest game, I think, all year. Like, we could have easily yeah. lost that game against Kentucky. That is true because Kessler think, Kessler was our top scorer, but he also did not play well defensively. I think Kessler just needs to get. Real physical, whenever he That's plays. why I think he needs one more year. Yeah, because dude, if he, he puts is, on some muscle, he is a solid seven one. Yeah, like, and he, he is, is a true seven footer. But he's only two forty, which like two forty for a seven one is not a lot. If he gets no, like no, but I, I I wouldn't say that's necessarily too light. I think that's pretty average. If he gets like two sixty of muscle, yeah, if he gets, and he could still shoot, dribble a little bit, and have that paint presence. Man, he could be the lottery. Well, I think it almost you almost want to keep him at two forty, so when he gets to the NBA, he has a better chance of guarding point guards and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, that is true. I don't know. Walker Kessler's my favorite player on a team. I really like Kessler a lot, and he's awesome offensively. Defensively, four blocks a game is uh, yeah, he's great at That's blocking. That's unreal. That Kentucky game was just weird. Like, he just had a really weird game. In the Alabama game, the refs yeah. literally just did not let him play basketball. Yeah, no, they just called foul on him any time. <laughs> Dude, close. that was ridiculous. He Like, if he just, like, breathed on someone. he him, him and Jabari are the best front court in the nation by far. Yeah. It's just, like, if we – I'm really worried about Illinois. Oh, uh, with uh, – Coburn. Coburn? Yeah. He – him – that's going to be – Coburn is, like – out of all the people in – College basketball, Coburn's the only one that could physically probably that's, overpower Walker Kessler. Yeah, that's what... Because Coburn is, like, just a man amongst boys. Yeah, Toshibwe is almost Coburn-like physicality-wise, yeah. but Toshibwe, they were just, like, it It, it just... He's it been injured, like, though. Coburn's been injured. Really? Uh, he had a concussion, yeah. Interesting. But, I mean... Kentucky... Seven foot, 285. Yeah. Jesus, dude. And he's more athletic than Kessler. Um, Kessler, I think, offers more. Offensively. Offensively. But I think defensively, it's going to be hard. They're probably going to try and get Kessler out of the game. With Coburn? Yeah. But then that leaves I think they might four just, other people that can just drop I think the three that or because Co- we have, like, 
Coburn and Walker Kessler is very good matchup, and Coburn probably would win that. But we also have four other players that are amazing. That could be the best player any other night. Like Jabari Smith is going to be the first pick overall, and so Illinois doesn't have like people to match, you know, match with them. It's just like but it's sure. just it's going to be. I think that their game plan is going to be get Coburn the ball. And then just have him be as physical as possible. Yeah, we if we match up against Illinois in March Madness, we have to make sure to get somehow get Coburn in the foul trouble. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta just everyone drive to the hoop. Yeah, and then also and with us, James if Harden. we get in foul trouble, we're fine because our bench is so deep. Yeah, it, it is, is pretty good. We, I, I'm being a hundred percent honest. We have the best team in the nation right now. I don't know how March Madness is going to go. It's too fluky for me to say we're going to be the national champion. Obviously, I hope we would be because, I mean, yeah, I love this team. Um, but you never know. Like, we can match up against Illinois and lose. Or we match up against Syracuse even though we've already played Syracuse. What if the zone's just working that day? You yeah. Know? And I mean, it, it's so fluky. We could lose to, like, Iona. I like Dylan Cardwell a lot, too. Yeah, yeah he's – all-time electric. Devin Cambridge is good. He's a big oop guy. Wendell Green is good. He, I mean, he's pretty much a starter, but yeah, he's good. Zepp Jasper is really good defensively. He has, like, the highest plus-minus on a team, I, I, I think. He's actually, he, me and my buddy thought he just would never score, but he actually can score sometimes. Yeah, I like. He's a good player. Dude, I really like Our team is really, and we just locked up Bruce Pearl for, like, eight more years. Yeah, which. I don't know. I kind of want to play Kentucky again in the SEC tournament because I I want I want. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, I, I'm not scared of them. No, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna be scared for every game. Scared, but not really scared, but excited, like the nervous, nervous excitement. Excited. Yeah, they're nervous and excited the same. same it re- thing. they really are. It's like anxiety and nervous, anxiety and excitement. I think like same. nervousness and like excitement, kind of. like the same thing happens in your body. Yeah, but like I, in your brain, really, it's like two different things. Really not. Anxiety was a bad comparison. Maybe with excitement, but like nervous anxiety, it's kind of the same. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so that's been like I'm really nervous for tomorrow because there. I've obviously yeah, but I think contact no, I think it's I think we'll be fine because Alabama is such a bipolar team where they're so good and so bad, and they just came off their best win of the year. Over Baylor, dude, they've had so many of their best wins. Yes, but uh, Baylor was—they play up very well. It's going to be a dogfight tomorrow. Yeah, so Baylor's eight, and they lost Alabama. So what were they before that? Probably like five or six. So they just they're more than three. They just or three, yeah. They just beat a top five team in the nation. So there's no way they can carry that for two games in a row. I think they'll go bet the next. Like they just had the really good game. Now they're going to have a really bad game. Yeah. And so you know I, think, who, I think we're fine here. You know who they play after us? Who? Kentucky. Yeah, then they'll go beat Kentucky. See, good game, bad game. Yeah, see, they're so bipolar then. No, I, I honestly, like, it. this is a – it worries me because Bama plays up to their competition very well. They lose the, the games that they should definitely not lose other than, like, Davidson and Iona. Those are understandable losses. But, like, the Missouri and Georgia. I mean, we almost lost to Missouri, too, and it would have been one of those unexplainable losses. But Alabama is very is more than capable of def- – they're definitely going to compete with us. I think they are capable of winning. I don't, 
I don't want to say they are, obviously. I, I hope Auburn wins. But it's going to be a dogfight in the atmosphere, in the jungle, and just at the Auburn Arena tomorrow. Is I think it's going to be all time. Yeah, it's going to be sick. And I can't wait to watch it on TV because I don't yeah. I don't want to go. I, I, I got sick last time. I can't really afford to be sick right now. Plus, so just, just waiting. Not going to have a chance to get in line yeah. away for that. But, you know. It's all right. Yep. I like watching on TV. Man. Honestly, do you like going to live sports as much as watching them on TV? Because I like both of them the same in different ways. Um, I don't know. I don't really go to a lot of – Uh, it depends. NASCAR races, yeah. Because, oh, like, yeah. seeing them live, like, hearing them at the cars is pretty fun. But Hold I don't know. Hold, hold that thought. We'll uh, come back to yeah, it after we'll come the back. PSAs. PSAs. And we're back. All right, so 9.33. We have two more segments left. Um, What were you saying about live versus TV? I don't know. See, like, I love being at live events. Probably live. I love being at live events for the atmosphere and all that. But when I'm trying to, like, actually watch the game, get a good view of the game, and see replays and stuff. Yeah, you won't TV probably want to be is, at home. Yeah. But, uh. But, I don't know, we only have two segments left. I want to talk about some auto racing a little bit, motorsport. Yeah. Uh, so, coming up in a couple weeks, or maybe less than that, uh, NASCAR is heading to Los Angeles to go to the Coliseum to have their Bush Clash. It's like the race that kicks off the season. It's not, it's not like a normal race. It doesn't count, right? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily count, and... So it'll be like four different 25 lap races with like four, 10 cars in each. And then that'll set like the lineup for the, you know, like the big main one at the end. And it's kind of just for fun. It's mainly just kind of to kick off the year, but it'll be, it's the first time they're ever doing it really inside of a stadium. Uh, the Bristol track is kind of like a stadium, but. Yeah, they played a football game there. It was awesome. Virginia yeah. Tech, Tennessee. So now we're going to. That should be a rivalry, by the way. Virginia Tech, Tennessee. Yeah. But now they're doing a NASCAR race out in the Coliseum, and it's going to be pretty cool, I think. I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to look really, really cool. I think me and you were talking about this. The racing will probably not The racing will good. not – yeah. Because yeah. it's probably just going to be like eh, – uh, eh, uh, Like, it's, just, it's such a small track. You said it's the smallest track ever, right? I think so, Yeah. Like it's smaller than like Bristol. an eighth of a mile. Martinsville is pretty small, and so yeah, they're isn't, just like isn't that in Virginia? Martinsville. I don't know actually. I'll look it up. But Bristol's yeah, so, right on the border. But border, I th- you can border, tell that NASCAR border. is really trying to get more with times. They have Pitbull doing a forty-five. Yeah, it's in Virginia. Uh, they're doing. They're having Pitbull do a forty-five minute set. Uh, concert before the race. Um, then they're having Ice Cube do a performance in between races. And then I'm not sure uh, who the third person is, but who? they're going to be performing during cautions, which is I'm very curious to see. I don't think that'll work out very well. I uh, I actually love this move by NASCAR doing a race in, in like the L.A. Coliseum. Like and their NASCAR, like 
Loki has been doing some really cool stuff lately, but also at the same time, been doing some really uncool stuff as well. Like the Dirt Bristol track, I didn't watch it last year. That was I love that a lot. But that that's NASCAR. Like that is that was awesome. That's what the fans like have been wanting. And like I'm not a fan of this personally, but I know a lot of people like you are. The addition of more road races are cool. Yeah. Um, and I think they're rebuilding a track. Like I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. bought bought a track in North Carolina, Rockingham. I think they're making that back, like they're redoing the track and everything. And I think that's going to be back on the on the NASCAR, which is cool because yeah. that's like one of the OG like NASCAR. Yeah, there's a lot of history tracks. at that track. Um, a lot of NASCAR fans really like that track. And, you know, that was even before my time. And it really just kind of got forgotten. They just like stopped going there, and then no one really took care of it. Now it's just yeah. Is, is there a documentary or like a series about that? Um. I don't know what network it's on, but it's like Dale Jr. I think Dale, it's like Dale Jr. either is producing it or he's part of it or in it somehow, and he goes to like tracks like that where it's like they've been forgotten, and he like brings them back or whatever. Yeah, I've Junior's awesome, awesome guy. Yeah, it's, but yeah, we're talking about Junior earlier. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago, and like he probably is the biggest name besides his dad in NASCAR. Uh, definitely has the most money because he has the most sponsorships. But I was saying this is a very hot take, but as a pure racing driver, I don't think he was that good. I think he was good, not great, probably. Yeah, good, not great. But, the like, someone to get the praise he gets would have to be really, really, really good at their sport. You know what I mean? And he was just, like, he was really good, but he wasn't, like, like, like seventy five percent of it's Earnhardt. Was he name. better than Greg Biffle? I don't know, honestly. I think Greg Biffle might have more wins. Look Jamie at McMurray. Earnhardt. Nah, Dale Earnhardt's better. Jamie McMurray was cool though. Casey Kane. Nah, Casey Kane was really, really good for like four years, and then went to being pretty bad. Or longer than four years, but he was really good. Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. is better than Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ryan Newman. No. Junior's better? Yeah, Junior's better. So, Junior has 26 wins in his career. But Um, he has probably the most important win of all time. What, the one after his dad died? Yeah. Probably. All-time NASCAR moment. Most historic, yeah. Greg Biffle. You see, I don't know if this is how the NASCAR Hall of Fame works, but you can't tell the story of NASCAR without having without Dale Jr. You know. Yeah, no, definitely not. He's a for sure Hall of Famer. Greg Biffle won nineteen races. Yep. I mean Junior's better than Biffle. Matt Kenseth. Junior's better than Kenseth. Mm, I don't know. Well, it's just like it's hard to tell because Junior was giving the best car every single year, and he didn't win that much. Like, he was in a Hendrick car the whole time, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff. Like, he had the same car as Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon the whole time they were winning all their championships. Yeah, but they ha- he had the race against Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. Yeah, so that means he's not that good. I think he was really good uh, when he was younger. And then, you I'll know how you, hard it would I be, I think though? Kyle to- Busch is better than him. I think. As a pure racer, probably, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna. But say I mean, obviously he's a great guy. I don't want to 
poo-poo on him too hard here. I mean, imagine, but I mean, he is. I mean, Junior's situation as much as like yeah. as much money he, as he made and everything like that. Like his situation was not good. Yeah, no, it stunk. But yeah, we'll move on. Let's stop hating on Dale Junior. I'm the, no, I will never hate on Dale Junior. I love the guy. Yeah. He's a great guy, He's, but he is not as good as. A lot of casual fans think he is. Yeah, but he's he's the he's the face he's of all it. that. I mean, DEI's gone. He's the face of it. He he's also a great ambassador for the sport. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying as a pure racer, yeah, like of talent, yeah. The reason why all the casuals like him is because he's the last thing that. Yeah. Dale Senior. Mm-hmm. Is you know still a national? Yeah, I mean he had all the cool sponsors like yeah he had awesome he had cars. like you know the Mountain Dew National Guard cars yeah. were sick the Budweiser car was Budweiser sick. obviously <laughs> that, that's, that was when Dark Knight came out he had the Dark Knight car yeah I feel uh, I think Kevin Harvick had some sick cars back in the day too there was like a couple superhero cars uh, Jimmy Johnson had a Superman car when Superman was coming out Carl Edwards had a cool car Carl Edwards had a cool car. Jeff Gordon has the goaded. Yeah, uh, other Jeff than Gordon's goated, actually, besides the Terminator, which is Dale Senior and his black in, or three. the Intimidator. Yeah, yeah. I like the Wrangler. Terminator, yeah, Intimidator. The, yeah. the Wranglers. The Wrangler one was cool. Uh, too. the the white, blue and yellow. Yeah, blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sick. <laughs> you see, uh, so the McLaren CEO, uh, the McLaren F1 team CEO, owns one of those Wranglers cars. Really? Yeah, and he uh, said. And he made a deal with one of his drivers, like if you win a race, they'll let you go. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's he, uh the Austin Ricardo, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he won in Italy, and he got to drive it around Circuit of the Americas here in Austin, and he was just letting it rip. It was awesome. And oh, I was like, here, here's someone who actually knows how to drive this thing around a road course. Yeah, fair enough. So he can just who's rip. the best? Uh, who is the best like road road racer? Juan Pablo Montoya. Yeah, but he he's out of the. He, NASCAR. I know, but I, he's just like an, it's nostalgic for me because I remember Chase Elliott or Kyle Bush. <laughs> he had the Target car, and I'm yeah. like, I always pulled for him because he had the cool name when OJ, I was like six. AJ Allmendinger now is the he's still, horse ringer. He's still driving. Yeah, he's only like thirty some, I think. Did but, he drive the Aaron's car? I think so. Yeah. Or he drove, he drove like a Clorox car. He has a very memorable, like memorable name, but I don't remember. One of the best it. names of all time, Almondinger, the yeah. Dinger. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. But did you? Need, you need to watch Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. Probably best three. Uh, is Truex Jr. He had the best pro car for a while, right? He still has it. It's sick. Was he? Uh, who had the Menards car? Menard, Paul, Paul Menard. Menard. Yeah. His parents own Menards. Yeah. That's yeah. why he is. I thought Truex was part of that as well. Um, He might have. Or did Truex really have a Pennzoil, I think? The last Pennzoil car. No, that's – Joe Lugano's got Pennzoil now. Oh, I'm tr- – dude, I, I didn't – Yeah. Because Pennzoil had one guy that, like, died tragically, I think. They might have. It might have. Like, a while they, ago. I don't know. Or, like, got in a bad wreck. But and they, I, I thought they stopped being a sponsor. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about. In the auto racing world, uh, Formula One controversial ending the championship last season. Uh, Max Verstappen passed Lewis Hamilton on the last lap to win. How did I not see that? Anything and, that and happens, F one. Lewis I Hamilton see. was winning for 
most of the race, all of the race. And I, then there was a caution right at the end. Uh, and so they and so when they went back green flag racing, they had one lap. Is F one rigged? For Verstappen? No, it wasn't rigged, but there's a lot of controversy over that one. About the caution or about how Yeah, because like there's rules where technically like when there's a caution, all the cars that have been lapped in the race are supposed to be allowed to unlap themselves. But what they did is because the race is almost over, like the race was going to end under caution when they didn't want that because that would be lame. So they let only the lap cars, like the lap cars that were in between Verstappen and Hamilton because they were 1-2, they let them unlap themselves, but everyone else, like they didn't because they those were the only lap cars like affecting the championship. So they let them go one last lap and Verstappen pass them. Dude, I'm going to apply for some jobs in NASCAR. That'd be cool. I think I'm going to try to do the same thing. Dude, like, I, now that I, like, I've, I've been, uh, I've been watching a little bit of NASCAR back on YouTube. I always, like, it, it's like once or five times a year where I really go NASCAR's down. NASCAR's definitely, like, a like, nostalgic. Out of their heyday. But when they were in their heyday, that was sick. Oh, yeah. But I think they might, they, they might be I think back. the clash is going to be huge for NASCAR if it does well. Well, they always have the clash. It's just normally at Daytona. Yeah, I know, but I like like what it. I feel like it'd be hard to hate on. I feel like it's hard to hate NASCAR. It's cool. It's it's yeah. sick, but uh, we got to go to PSAs. I'm gonna carry this thought over back when we come back, and then we're gonna draft a team of superheroes, and uh, y'all let one of us know who who wins because, you know, I'll, I'll just explain it when I come back. When we come back, perhaps. It's really not that bad. I, I ooh, we are back. Oh, we gotta make sure to do our uh, golf predictions really fast and our Mount Rushmore superheroes. But we gotta finish this first. I am gonna watch more NASCAR this year. NASCAR is fun. I mean, when you're, I mean, you know, Sunday, most ninety nine percent of people treat Sunday as like a chill day, just sitting on the couch, watching football, watching shows. There's not gonna be football on soon. Yeah, there's no football, so you just. Sit back to turn on the NASCAR race, pick pick a favorite driver, and or just, team, yeah, or team, or car. and then just make sure they're pretty good, like they're gonna be competitive. Don't pick the guy who's gonna get thirtieth every race. Not gonna be fun. Sit down, turn it on, and just you know pick a guy or a driver, and then just cheer for them. Yeah, except don't pick Brad Keselowski or Joey. Brad Keselowski is now part owner of Roush Fenway. It's RFK Racing. Roush Fenway Keselowski. Has it always been film Fenway? Yeah, I like think so. Does that have anything to do with baseball? No, different Fenway. Roush Fenway Racing. I thought it was always Hemingway or Henway. Yeah, I dude, know. I don't know. I'm not gonna sit but here and he act like I know uh, NASCAR that much. Um. Oh, yeah. so it's Jack Roush and John Henry were the two owners. Oh, John uh, Henry. Okay, yeah, yeah he owns John the Red Henry, Sox. Yeah, he owns the Fenway Sports Group. Yeah, and, and now it's Brad Keselowski. So, I did not know John Henry was in the NASCAR. That's really weird. Um. So, yeah, so that's pretty much – yeah, don't pick um, – yeah, don't pick any Team Fenske drivers. Who's on them? Uh, Logano, uh, Ryan Blaney, and Austin. Actually, just don't pick Logano. Yeah, slogan. Uh, don't pick Kislowski, and don't pick, don't just don't don't pick Chase Elliott because he's the like, Bushes. no, you could. I like because I like Kyle Bush. 
Oh, and Kurt Busch is now this. There's a second car on Michael Jordan's team, 23 and number 45, and Kurt Busch is going to drive 45. Bubba Wallace is going to drive 23. Interesting. Yeah, so that's been our motorsport part. Now we're going to talk about golf a little bit. Um, you don't get this type of sporting coverage on any other podcast. Yeah, no, we're covering all aspects of sports. Uh, we're going to do our predictions for the year uh, for the four major championships. Uh, so the Masters, the U.S. Open, uh, the just the Open, which is also commonly referred to as the British Open, hmm. and then the PGA Championship. Now let me look up real quick where they're having uh so the pga is at southern hills country club the u.s is at the country club brooklyn massachusetts and the open is at the old course this year that that's gonna be sick that's gonna be really cool the old course where st andrews Oh, I love St. Andrews. Dude, My I want to go golfed. to St. Andrews so bad. My grandpa golfed at St. Andrews. I he saw it's only like 250 bucks. Yeah, but you have to plan it really far ahead. Yeah, you do have to plan it really far ahead. But, but, I mean, if you think about it, you get to go play on the course where golf was created pretty yeah, much. No, it is. Like, golf was created here. This is one of, if not, besides Augusta, probably the most his, like historic it's more golf historic course. than Augusta. More but historic, but Augusta is more like exclusive. Yeah. But it's like literally like the most. And then I watched like around just around like that area, like the little village that's like in St. Andrews. Yeah, like the city part. Beautiful. Like a million golf stores, beautiful, like real old school, like kind of look, everything looks like a castle. Yeah. Like, uh, and you can go there for 250 bucks. That'd be amazing, dude. Yeah, that's an all-time golf trip that I would like to go on when I get better at golf. All right, so I guess we'll start off with start with the Masters because that's one that's the one that's going to come uh, up first, April seventh through the tenth. Who is your prediction to win the Masters twenty twenty two? Who I want to win? No, who is your prediction? Uh, I'm I'm going to give both. Who I want to win? Obviously Brooks. What is he doing with his hair? It's going to be frosted tips by the Masters, and it's going to look awesome. Might be worse. Um, who I think's going to win? Brooks Kepka. Brooks I think Kepka. he's going to win. The frosted tips will give him powers. He has gone second there before to the best golfer of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tiger Woods. I don't, honestly, I have not been keeping up with golf lately. Actually, I'm going to go with Jack Nicklaus is the best of all time since no. he went to Ohio State. Okay, that's understandable for you, but the- Tiger's the best. No, Jack Nicholas has got more majors. It doesn't matter. My pick to win the Masters this year, let's see, Augusta, the the long-distance hitters, this isn't very good for them. So as much as I want to say to Shambeau, I think the Shambeau might miss the cut. <laughs> yeah. He is never good at Augusta. Uh, you got to be real good. He did have one good round last year, though. He did. He, I mean, he's made the cut, I think, the past two years. I mean, he plays, but he doesn't. He's never good enough to be anywhere close to the win. I think it's got to be someone who doesn't hit it very long, but is amazing ball striking. Morikawa. So that is why I'm going with Colin Morikawa. Yeah, no, he, dude, he might be the best golfer in the world. He's ranked second right now behind John Rahm, who's also fantastic. Dude, John Rahm is playing the most. You think Finau will win a major this year? Dude, I don't know. But I would love to see Tony. I would love yeah. to see Tony Fino win every golf tournament. He seems like the nicest guy or on Ricky. planet Earth. 
Ricky, get back in there, Ricky. He has been so bad, though, as of recent. All right, so PGA Championship, Southern Hills Country Club. See, the thing is, I need to know if these are weird courses or not, because if they're weird, I'm automatically going to pick Brooks. If they're not weird, it could be anyone. I'm going to go with, uh, what's his name? Holland. Hovland. Victor Hovland. He's going to win the PGA Championship. Out of Norway, I believe. Yeah, he played at Oklahoma State, though. Don't ask me how I know that. So, what does Southern Hills look like? Can I get a description of Southern Hills? you got to hurry. It costs... Okay, well, for this one, PGA Championship, I'm going to go with my guy, Desham God. Bryson DeChambeau is going to break through to win another major. Uh, The U.S. Open. I'm just, throwing, I'm just going to throw random names now. Uh, Spieth. I think Cantlay is going to win that one. And then the Open, Morikawa. The open, is that the old course? I just feel like Morikawa is The just, old course that's really wide. So Takes tremendous ball striking. Takes tremendous ball striking. So I'm going to go with, I don't know. Morikawa. You know who I think finally breaks through after getting second so many times? Louie. Yeah, Louie. Who stays in. I think Louie. I was thinking about him for picking the Masters earlier. I just would love to see him win a major again. I mean, he's got second. He's won one second. Yeah, but it was back in like 2010, and then I saw he's gotten second like at a major like 10 times. And the thing is, he doesn't have a collapse either. Yeah, no. Everyone else just plays better. Like the other person just has the most ridiculous round of all time. Phil and uh, Brooks. Yeah. (laughs) That was. Like he doesn't necessarily play bad. He just doesn't quite play good enough i want to see brooks get yeah two. so now real quick in five minutes we're, we were talking about superheroes earlier because okay. riley's watching all the marvel movies in chronological order and i've so never seen them we are going it's to do the mount rushmore superheroes basically we're just drafting a team of four and then we'll let you guys at home decide who's who wins all right rock paper scissors all right rock, rock paper, paper scissors shoot i win he won oh, i'm picking thor picking thor number one yeah all right, with my number one. This is not really fair because Egan's watched the movies. I have not watched all of them yet, but I'm picking. My number one, I'm going to go with Superman. He's got everything. Okay, yeah, that is. We're doing DC as well. But yeah. I mean, really, the only two ones from DC is that you like would want. Batman and Superman. Yeah, but we even really want Batman on your team. You it's basically like having Iron Man in a way. Yeah, that is true. But Superman. He's, he's got it all. Uh, to counteract Superman, I'm picking Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I never watched that one. It's not great. It's Brie but Larson, she is, right? Yeah, she is overpowered. She's overpowered. She is overpowered. So is Thor. What was your first pick, Thor? Yeah. Who who am I going to pick to fight Thor? See, this is not fair because I don't know who can stop Thor. Loki? <laughs> like, Yeah, but Loki stinks. Loki's kind of cool, dude. Like well, if he wasn't so some, like he's got to be like someone's got to be really good. I, I mean, Iron Man's on the board. You know what? I'll take Spider Man. Dude, my team is definitely. I'm picking Iron Man. <laughs> you want Iron Man? Yeah, dude, my team is destroying your team. <laughs> Give me no the the Wanda Vision lady. I see. I don't know what that is. She's the most powerful. She's she's more she's like a, a Captain Marvel like they gave her like just ridiculous powers for no reason, but I don't even know what her superhero name is. That doesn't count then. Vision from the Avengers. 
You don't know him either, do you? Yet. No, don't spoil it. But he is. Is he a villain or a superhero? He's a superhero, and he is so mega cracked. He will he will take Thor and eat his lunch. Uh, what do you think of a Hulk? I'm not gonna pick him, but what do you think of Hulk? I like Hulk. It's one of my favorite one of my favorites. But Bruce. as far as like for my team, I don't know. Yeah. What if he turns on the team? Yeah. And don't all your guys fly? Thor can fly. Captain Marvel. I don't think she could fly. Iron Man can definitely fly. I guess Thor and Hulk might be a little bit of a matchup there. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who's not getting drafted, Captain America. Yeah, me and Egan. Captain America sucks. Me and Egan are on, like, like terms on that one. But Dude, great I'm about guy. to watch Winter Soldier tomorrow. Great guy. A lot of, you'll hate him after tomorrow. You'll either going to after tomorrow. Winter Soldier is the movie that either makes, like, puts you on, like, it's makes, a lot of hate. makes Captain, Mar- Captain America a controversial character. You either, after that movie, you're either on the Captain America side or you're on the Iron Man side. Uh, what do you think of uh, Black Widow or Hawkeye? Black Widow's cool, but like not really a superhero. I feel like there's like a million people in the world that could probably do what she does, and then maybe not a million. But maybe not a million, but a good amount. You know, yeah. Navy Seal. She's she's just a Navy Seal, basically. I feel like. Yeah. And then oh, Hawkeye's sick though. See the movie, the only movie I've seen of Hawkeye, he uh, was. Uh oh, that's my alarm to. Check my homework. That means it's. Oh uh, no! Wait, Superman, Spider-Man, Vision. My last person. I'm gonna go with. Jeez, who do I want? <laughs> I'm picking War Machine. <laughs> I want Thanos. <laughs> that doesn't count. Ah, right. uh, Thanos on my team. I win. <laughs> All right, guys. That was an awesome first show back. Also, uh, Prince Andrew surrendered his St. Andrews uh, membership amid sexual allegation, sexual wow. misconduct allegations. Sorry, Prince Andrew. Can't win. Yeah, that's can't even play at your own course. <laughs> I don't think it's named after. Nah, it. <laughs> All right, uh, that was an awesome show back. Um, I'm really excited for Mondays again. Oh, um, yeah, this is fun. I hope you, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, it's a little less structured, yeah. than usual, but you know we're that's kind of how we operate for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll see yeah, you all next thank Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if anyone wants to be my date to formal, uh, <laughs> don't don't listen. To please, for the zero girls that are listening to this <laughs> podcast, probably <laughs> there's probably like two listeners right now, and it's your parents and my parents. I <laughs> uh, did. My parents could not be listening for all I know. I don't know. My dad right. did text me earlier, but you know, thank you guys. Love you. Love you guys. We'll be back next Monday. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Tough Scenes. If you are interested in more sports content, visit weglfm.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at RileyZepp and at Egan.83. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week, and I'll see you next Monday at 9 with another episode of Tough Scenes.